Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show, where the uh, Wallabies are in free fall. And I'm sure that will be a part of uh, the discussion as we... Uh, I think we'll, we'll have, after we've reviewed the games, we'll have a look at the uh, coaching merry-go-round that we had in the Rams Rugby World Cup and see how all those coaches are going. Because, boy, oh, boy, uh, it's a, a bit night night and day um, in that old thing. Um, and I say we because joining me um, this evening, I've got Cornflake. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing well, doing well. Good to be back for another another great week of World Cup action, right? Another exciting, action-packed, um, brilliant weekend of, of rugby that will not be reflected in the next four years of action, right? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, we sit here and talk about how good it is to see these teams, and then it's like, what's going to happen in the next four years? Absolutely nothing, and we'll do it again in four years' time. (laughs) (laughs) It's brilliant to see some of the teams, I admit. There's others you kind of like, maybe not. Um, But um, but yeah, no, this was, was, I'm going for best round so far. Um, and looking forward to the next round. Oh, my God, it's, it's definitely better than the next round. Next round is looking a little bit desperate, I'm afraid. Um, but we'll get onto that towards the um, the end of the um, the show. Portugal, the team of the, of the tournament so far, says the reviewer. 100%. Um, I hope Portugal gets the first win against Australia, says Simon Hughes. I, well, um, let's not get too uh, too ahead of ourselves on uh, on that one. But um, but yes, probably, yes, probably the most entertaining game of the round had absolutely no bearing on the um, how this World Cup will go and who'll win it. But hey, but still, that doesn't mean it can't be a good game to watch. So good evening, everyone who's joining us. Don't forget, 8pm every Monday, um, we are here talking about rugby um, and uh, obviously concentrating on the Rugby World Cup um, at um, at the moment. Um, uh, the reviewers talking about, yeah, apparently the uh, the... the uh, the start for the top 14. Yeah, sorry, we're not going to be talking about the top 14. Um, no, not, not, no, uh... Storty. Storty plays, he's a Portuguese winger. Oh, I'm sorry. Storty, fantastic player. I thought it was a typo. Um... <laughs> 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 I 
and I'll be still still showing the faith going Bocky. Yes, good to see. Good to see. What we'll do is we'll go through the games from the weekend, but we'll go through them in a pool by pool basis and uh, see where that each pool is at. So we'll kick off with um, uh, with pool A, and uh, which also kicked off the weekend um, with um, Italy versus Uruguay. Look, coming into this tournament, um, I thought that um, uh, that so yeah, Italy would basically cruise past um, both um, Uruguay and Namibia, um, seal themselves a. Um, uh, automatic qualification that's for the World Cup and it's tick job done move on um, not not um, uh, come third in the pool kind of like what their rugby World Cups are every single time after Uruguay's performance against France I was thinking oh oh could we have an upset on our hands and at half time boy oh boy we were we were we were we were um, we were um, I've got I've got I've got, I've got the right game, I? Um, with um, Uruguay um, leading at half time, um, seven seventeen. Um, this was uh, this, this 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 it was game on, wasn't it, Steve? Yeah, that was an exciting start to the weekend, wasn't it? I was just trying to find the right starting point for my list as well. I was like, oh dear, I can't find the start of the weekend. <laughs> <We're running laughs> terrible. Uh, but yeah, no, that game recycling my memory back to last Thursday, a few days ago. Yeah, great game. Uh, Uruguay showed what they can do, right? Um, they've shown. <laughs> Um, in their early matches of the tournament, that they're capable of attacking. They've got great weapons out wide. Uh, they've got a pack, and especially their back row, I think that is capable of getting turnovers, retrieving their own ball, and that the basics, you know, those basic core sort of things that they need to actually compete, uh, they are capable of. And to be leading up by 10 points was a great performance um, from the Uruguayans at the break. So, uh, yeah, really exciting first 40 minutes for them. Sadly, um, things didn't go quite so well as the match wore on. I think uh, the yellow card certainly did put a bit of a, a squish on them, unfortunately. But in saying that, uh, the yellow cards that Italy received certainly did help them out in their first 40 minutes. So uh, swings and roundabouts there, but it shows that discipline is always key. No matter what level you're playing at, it is always key. But this is kind of what I meant at the start, right? It's so good seeing Uruguay competing, showing Italy up uh, for 40 minutes and stuff like that. But... Uh, we, I want to see it again, you know. I want to see this match next year. I want to see it the year after. I want to see the, the develop and, and play more often. But sadly, we, we won't get to see that um, as it wears on. But yeah, great for Uruguay. Uh, good to see them attacking. Good to see them threatening. And um, on the flip side for Italy, very strong second half display. They really did turn it around. That back row stood up. Um, they got some good effort out of their playmakers. Although Gabisi showed up massively in that second 40 minutes. Uh, Monte Ioani, who was invisible in the first 40 Got a lot of go for a ball when looking for work, uh, and they were big difference makers uh, for the Italians. So they'll be happy of their second half, but yeah, big big concerns um, for their first forty minute performance. Yeah, and that that man, Adeo, brilliant, brilliant, brilliant player. Highlanders could go no. for flanker. Hennetien, that's a new team. Um, no, oops, sorry, didn't. Uh, um, but yeah, no, that 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 you're, you're right. They did have two the two yellow cards against Italy. Did help. Um, Uruguay in that first half, but that, uh, but it was really that yellow card to Uruguay in the second half that uh, where Italy got two tries in that ten minutes, and that really, and then I think basically Uruguay kind of ran out of steam a bit as well. Whereas, um, look, a lot of these Italian players, they're either playing the URC or they're playing the top fourteen. So, whereas the uh, Uruguayan players don't have that access to professional rugby all the time, at, at, of the same level at least. Uh, so. Um, well done, Twickley, for, for for turning things around. But um, oh boy, oh boy, Uruguay did did uh, did have have us all hoping um, for a while there. 
for, for that uh, for, for that for that because I did I did that uh, that video or we did that video sorry pre rugby World Cup uh, if you go to a patreon.com for slash enter sport radio about games that could change world rugby this was one of them and boy oh boy it nearly happened um so yeah so move on from uh, from that one then I say yeah it, it's Paul A is going to turn into regu- regulatory stuff uh, look like in, in retrospect you look at the scores you look at the standings it's going to be um, kind of fairly regular um, regulation uh, pool but um, yeah there were a few a few a few fun things along the way um, that I think we'll, we'll kind of forget about with history mm. next up then France Namibia um, France nearly getting the century 96 nil um, but um, at the end of the day the obviously France were going to get the bonus point win from this game but uh, the, the real problem or the real thing for this game, pardon me, is DuPont's broken jaw. Um, that, I, I, I mean, is there anything else Anything else about the game you want to talk about? Because, I mean, basically, yeah, Namibia lost by a massive amount next, um, as far as the game's concerned, from my point of view. Yeah, it was a bit like that, wasn't it? Um, Namibia didn't, I mean, they, they left a lot of players out of their team as well, to be fair to them. There wasn't their, their best 15, if you're going to be really technical about it. But I think when you look at it and you go, hmm, France has selected this gigantically fantastic side against us. Um, what do we do? <laughs> Just go out there and save ourselves maybe um, for our last matchup of the round. Uh, yeah, there was it was a thumping. They looked fantastic, didn't they, France? They looked brilliant. But there was pretty much next to no effort from the Namibians on defence. Um Players just running rampant and falling over each other. It was it was that much of a distraction. But yeah, Dupont out. Um, yeah, he's well. Last I heard, till semi-finals, which is bad because we all know the quarterfinals are where it really matters. And sad to say, it's for two of the big four. It's going to be if uh, not when they make it to those semi-finals. So yeah, it would surprise me if something happened. You know, it's the Wise Lucky and a Holo Miracle leaves of Fiji come in and save uh, Dupont to come back here you know, maybe a week early. Uh, for that quarterfinal, but if, if that happens, they won't really care because you can miss the rest of the group stages, no problem. Um, but they really do need them for that quarterfinal. Yeah, it looks like if France can still do this without the pond, I'm not so sure about that. Um, that is going to be a very, mm. very big game up against probably South Africa, possibly Ireland, depending on how that pool goes. Uh, that is a big, big game. Um, you'd much rather have him missing the quarterfinals, oh, sorry, the semi final. The semi final, yes. France will get through whoever get whoever wins that quarterfinal will win the semi-final and be, and be going, through, going, to, going to the final. So you'd rather he'd miss that than he didn't miss, miss the quarterfinal. But so, so, yes, that's the biggest thing from this game. Um, really, it, Namibia now have let, have have scored 11 points, uh, let in 219 in their three games, um, scored one try. Uh, yeah, it's a, a dismal um, Rugby World Cup for them. Um, it's but, um, and, pretty much uh, still stone for the old um, quarterfinal, though, really, uh, for the... For the French, they will be playing for South Africa. Even even if Scotland do the impossible and beat Ireland, it will go to matchups. Um, so South Africa beating them, they'll go up ahead of Scotland. So not one hundred percent confirmed, but yeah, pretty much looks yeah, very it's, very it's likely. Most, that it will yeah, be the most likely. Yeah. Mm. Um. The uh. So yeah. So just looking at the pool, I say I say regulatory pool. Um. Mm. Sure, Italy are ahead of New Zealand at the moment, uh, but New Zealand will beat Italy this coming weekend. Um, sorry, New Zealand will be yeah, New Zealand will be Italy's coming weekend, and they'll also beat Uruguay, um, and they'll they'll sell through as second in the pool. Um, but um, so yeah, so don't uh, don't get hopes up too much. Anybody who's thinking, oh wow, look, it's the death of New Zealand rugby. They're in third place. Yes, okay, okay, okay. Um, Italy's hardest two games are yet to come. So um, 
there we go. Uh, uh, LB, Namibia don't get enough resources. Absolutely they don't. Um, look, I mean, South Africa has helped a little bit um, with them playing in the Curry Cup uh, and that sort of things. Um, but there's clearly a lot more um, a lot more work to be uh, um, uh, to be done to, to get Namibia up into a, into the sort of places that, that Uruguay uh, have managed to get themselves up to, where Uruguay playing uh, an Argentina 15 regularly recently, playing USA, playing Canada regularly. Who did Namibia play? Kenya. Okay, Kenya got a sevens team, but that's about it. Um, so, uh, so there. Uh, the reviewers saying already counting chickens. I see. Uh, look, come on. In this pool, I think you can do. Um, you can count your tick, your your, 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 um, uh, your, your, your chickens um, in uh, in in that one. You know what is kind of sad about this pool. Before we move on from it, we talked about all, you know, all the scheduling before the World Cup started, but it, it's not perfect, is it? And it's not. I don't think 100% fair that a team like Namibia would have played all four of their games before New Zealand and Italy have played their third. Wow. Um, That's, yep. Yeah. True. Yep. So that's, that's scheduling still not not completely fair and perfect, is it? No. I, it, yeah, but it's, it's a lot better than it used to be. Um, <laughs> Simon Hughes, if Italy beat the All Blacks, will you do something? Uh, yeah, we'll come on. We'll come on here and talk about it. Um, but um, it's, look, I'll be it's streaming. It. I'll be streaming it live. So come, come to the stream. Let this talk. This party. Go Italy. That would be. The, that um, would be fantastic, wouldn't it? That would be amazing. That would be. I mean, the mix-up that needs. It's got to be an upset somewhere. I'm looking at someone. Someone's got to do me something. Unfortunately, I can't join you because I will be training to uh, man an ele- a, a voting um, place for the election that's coming up. That's my election training is on that day, so I'm going to miss that game. There you go, folks, to help, to help further um, democracy in this country. <laughs> um, the um, Yeah, Scotland have only played two games and maybe we've already finished. Yeah, exactly. Well, yes, yeah. exactly. Um, they're not the only team. Quite a few teams have, not, have, only, played, um, have only played two games. Um uh, Foster, yeah, Foster does have a habit of losing to new teams. Simon, that is true. But um, look, this, yeah, this is this is not Argentina. Um, let's put, put it that way. Um, so moving on then to Pool B, um, where we um, had South Africa versus Ireland. Now, dear me, um, how do you look at this one? Uh, do you go and say, boy, oh boy, stolen by the ref. The ball was out. Sorry, folks. If you're leaving it to the final minute, the final seconds for, for, for a call to go your way, then um, seriously, you cannot be blaming the ref. I'm sorry, it's it's way too long to way too long when you um, to, uh, to to let it have got to that stage. Look, the referee couldn't see the ball. These things happen. Uh, he was blindsided. Um, so let's not. Uh, so let's get away from that. I think he actually the referee had a good game. <gasps> Shocks to say, um, but um, or, or, or are you going to tell me actually the referee was, was awful during this game, Steve? No, no, no. I, I, I mean, I don't think any referee really has a good game in this World Cup. There've been so many shockers, <laughs> so many shockers, so many things going wrong. Um, it's crazy. But I mean, it was two tier one teams, right? So uh, at least they should have been a bit more fairer than they have been on the poor old tier two nations. But no, I, I agree with what you said. Um, that was going to be my point straight away as well. Is that if if the final act of the game is is your pivotal deciding moment, um, but the other seventy nine minutes and fifty seconds weren't enough to get the job done. Maybe you need to look back at what happened there. Uh, but yeah, it was a it was a great game. I mean, I did a poll on this, and by far this is everyone's favourite match of the Rugby World Cup so far. Um, not mine, uh, but definitely up there. I thought it was a really exciting game, high quality level, high impact level, uh, good skills, 
uh, players really standing up. It just all around was a really, really good match. But both sides showed that they're not unbeatable, right? Uh, you saw yep. a little bits of fractures and, and certain things on either side. Uh, so I think for other teams, you know, mainly the, the New Zealand and, and French side, we'll look at that. And as the Irish and the South Africans did with that opening game of the World Cup, they'll be scouting each other out and they'll be looking for those weaknesses. And I think all sides definitely have weaknesses to their game. And, and we did see it. But it was good to see Ireland tested um, to their credit. They stood up to it. Um, surprise! What really surprised me at that game was they went to touch in their first penalty early on, which I thought yes. was a, uh, it's a test match of all test matches to go for sticks. It's this one right here. Um, and then they bombed it and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, really good, intriguing matchup. Great atmosphere. Fantastic atmosphere. Ireland's been the best traveling fans in this World Cup by quite a margin, although the other nations have been fantastic as well. But Ireland just uh, step above. They're so fun. Um, to see from the crowd. But yeah, great, exciting game, high level of t- intensity. And um, we got to see just what those two sides made of their, of their first big real test of the World Cup. Now, look, Alex, Ireland nailed all their scoring opportunities and South Africa missed a lot. That was the difference. Sorry, I disagree. Ireland missed out on a lot of tries early in that game where they they, they, they weren't clinical. And they had that like they had knock on. Um, as, you, as you say, they kicked the corner, messed up the line out. Um, there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of opportunities left out there by Ireland as well. Ireland did not score all of their opportunities by any stretch. Um, they, they didn't miss any kicks at goal, I agree. And, and South Africa missed a lot of kicks at goal um, for in that second half. Um, so, uh, no, so I, um, we've got the missed drop goal by Ireland. So Ireland did miss a kick at goal. So, um, so uh, but, uh, but yeah, Ireland's kicking was a team that, yeah, sorry, South Africa's kicking did lose in the game. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Ireland did also miss out on point, did, did also leave points out there. Um, as, as as well, um, Ireland, as you say, Ireland set piece, losing two scrums, losing um, six lineouts. They had no first half lineout. Jeez, oh, what was, was going bad, on? Yeah. Um, yeah. The um, uh, and also, yeah, the game was sand above um, classic test. Yeah, look, really good game rugby. Not one to go down in the ages, as some are, as some of the Irish correspondents will tell you that this is one of people we're going back to watch for years to come. Uh, no, 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 it wasn't that good. It was a good game of rugby, but it was not that good. Um, so, um, and I think someone else went like, it blew the World Cup wide open. What? <laughs> I'm sorry, but no, this did not blow the World Cup wide open. This, this was pretty, this, this was the, as predicted, a close game won by the best team in the world. I mean, <laughs> I don't see how that blows the thing wide open. Um, I mean, in what the build-up to this game, there was all the talk about it too. It's like, obviously, who are you going to face? New Zealand or France, right? And, of yep. course, the DuPont injury was, what, two days before or three days before? And the actual fact about it, now that France is topping Pool A, it's kind of like, would you favour actually playing France now over the All Blacks? Whereas before, you'd probably go, maybe I prefer the All Blacks over France. It is a 50-50, but you know, the, the whole point of getting the win is... It's, it's 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 like a one-off test match, really. <laughs> it really is. It's a good test match. It was a, a high-quality test match. Um, it was an, an intensely close and tight and a, a very good match, but it had very little uh, repercussions, aside from maybe the fact that it, it put in a little extra nail or two in the coffin of Scotland, who only played one game and already they've pretty much uh, been booted out just based on the fact of the team that they've lost to and the team that Ireland beat the team they lost to. So uh, yep. it's, it's, it's yeah, it's odd. Unfortunately how it works, but for Scotland, they've, they've got to do again, like the impossible really to get this job done. 
Yeah, Elvis says, yeah, I'm, I mean, you could say Box missed out too. Um, we just oh, score yeah. off more missed throw that feel like we fight the line out too. No, absolutely. I said both sides left points out there. That's what yeah. I'm saying. It was, yeah, it wasn't that some um, island nailed all theirs and South Africa missed theirs. It was both sides missed points out there. It's just that South Africa missed their kicks. Um, so, um, so yeah. Um, yeah, Evan Etzbeth, fantastic um, player. Um, I was, but, but James Lowe, and well, that tackle on Evan Etzbeth stopped him <laughs> <Yeah>. dead, <laughs> lift him up to what? Whoa, that's um, uh, yeah, that's uh, and, and and he wasn't picked for the All Blacks because he can't defend. Oh <laughs> 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 uh, dear me. Anyway, um, so yeah, yeah, South Africa. So, so yeah, so Ireland need to need to sort out their their set piece. South Africa mm-hmm. um, need to sort out their kicking goals, kicking goals. Um, otherwise. Um, they had a good game. Um, both these teams tracking well. Um, and um, boy, oh boy, those quarterfinals against France and New Zealand are going to be absolute crackers. Um, mm-hmm. now, and uh, the um, and you're right, yeah, it, it, it is looking like Mission Impossible for Scotland. Um, but uh, I think one of the things here, look, South Africa have only allowed 16 points in their three games so far, and they've played both, both Scotland and Ireland, the top two teams. Mm-hmm. Ireland have allowed 32 points. And that Scott, that that um, South African defence is impressive, even though Ireland did find out, did show us the the way to unlock it. Um, the outside in um, uh, defence, basically leaving the winger entirely alone out there. If you can get that looping, that that that, that pass over the top of the defender, you can find space out wide. Um, Scotland, uh, New Zealand did that in Mount Eden via crossfield kicks, and South Africa countered that. So that uh, next time it, New Zealand found it much harder to do. Uh, but now Ireland showed another way of getting that ball out there. Um, so yes, uh, it, it is interesting. It, it would be interesting to see how the how the um, the Springboks adapt to that because I've got to, yeah. I mean, these two these two teams could meet again in the final. Um, moving on then, Scotland forty five, Tonga seventeen. Um, we did have uh, uh, John in our rugby chat group was like, oh, could uh, could Tonga beat Scotland? Like, nah, sorry, this was. <laughs> As someone has put, Scotland would top pool C and D. Yeah, they are the fifth best team here, um, <laughs> or, uh, or, or or damn close to it. Um, and uh, and look, they, they went forward and and uh, got a very good win. I and mean, some people were like, "Oh, will uh, will Scotland miss Hog?" I think Kinghorn's shown that he's um, he's bloody good at that fullback position, mm-hmm. um, even if he did not quite get that try under the posts. Um, and knocked it on, yeah. Forty, um, was it say forty-five, seventeen, and Scotland um, left points out there as well. They are a very good team. Seven hundred and fourteen meters running with ball. Ouch! Um, a hard day at the office for Tonga. Um, are we disappointed with Tonga with the names that they haven't been able to gel, or, or am I being unfair? Yeah, um, I, I feel a bit sorry for Tonga in this matchup. Watching it this morning, I, I feel they weren't justly represented um, from the man who's in a different coloured uniform who I won't talk about. It feels like he was wearing a blue one. Um, a lot of a lot of very one-sided calls towards the Scots. But uh, I, we talked about this this morning uh, during the matchup. I just feel the referees are getting a lot of pressure put on on them to make right calls. And in these instances where you see the lesser sides, like the Tongans and, and the Fijians like we saw against Wales, then they're not standing up to the, the pressures that has been pushed onto them by these bigger unions against the smaller unions. And I thought uh, it was a pretty average performance this morning. There's a lot of stuff missed. I mean, a guy, a, a Tongan player got penalised cleaning out a ruck 
for tackling a guy without the ball. Tonga had the position. And they were cleaning out a ruck. I think it's just stupid stuff like that. Like, how do you get that for cleaning a guy out of a ruck? It's just silly stuff. Um, little things like that, you know, um, being in touch when the, the ball's back in play. A lot of silly stuff like that. I think so. I Tong was a bit hard done by. Uh, they, they do play very, very well. And I think they're getting a bit better. Piatel linking up very well with Solomon Carter during the match this morning. Uh, we saw a, a lot more better stuff from the forwards. A massive performance again from Ben Tamiafuna. He, he's immense, that guy. Uh, play. At near on 17 minutes for a guy that gets through so much work and, and such a big part of their game. I think they improved. If you look at them, you know, two weeks for the World Cup and then starting and then to now, uh, definitely they are better. And this game did blow out at the end for Scotland massively. But yeah, it, it, better from Tonga. Um, Scotland, yeah, didn't have too much worry, but I think their, their worries are a bit bigger than just breezing past um, uh, Tonga in this round. They've, they've got a lot more to work on. Um, but yeah, they look all right. Finn Russell played 80 minutes, which surprised me. And uh, the outside backs looked as dangerous as ever. Van Amerva pretty much dragged half the Tonga team behind him on a couple of runs, just just hanging off limbs. Um, very strong, very quick. Yeah, uh, Kinghorn, that try scored, man. He he was on skates. He flew so much faster than right now. So yeah, they, they have game breakers. They have the abilities. Um, so they've just got to put it all together for you know the really top-class game and the big matchups they've got coming up. Well, match up one more game left, and that's against um, oh, two games left. Sorry, um, yeah, obviously they'll cruise past Romania, um, who yep. um, so far have allowed in 158 points in their two games. Um, so, um, yep. Um, the uh, the only question is, yeah, can they put up, can they get higher than uh, than well, 82 by score by Ireland, 76 by South Africa. I'm looking at a 70 odd point win in that one um, for, for for Scotland, but um, yeah. So this one is. Um, uh, Tonga never had a chance against a Scotland team of that quality. Uh, look, yeah, I say Tonga weren't performing in the um, oops, I've got the wrong, the wrong pull up. Sorry, folks. Um, well, we weren't performing pre pre rugby world cups. I think it's what we expected. Uh, still, still, I think of all the names there, there was a bit more, I think, expected of them, um, mm. just from on, on paper. But look, yep, this uh, Paul B, yep, heading in the direction that uh, everyone ex- uh, that uh, people kind of expected. There was that question mark, could Scotland, um, beat out south africa um to that uh to that second place or or even ireland um but um uh but then again so but uh, south africa when they turned up against uh new zealand pre-world world cup and we all saw that this was actually it was going to be a step too far for them when we saw south africa at mount eden uh, at um not mount eden at um mount smart stadium we thought oh there is a possibility uh but uh yeah but south, that, that was early in their development and south africa are much further along now than that so Cruising along nicely, um, top two going through as um, as as we kind of expected. Moving into the interesting pool then, um, or the or, or, or pool C, um, where we had uh, Georgia taking on Portugal in um, what what some people would say is the best game of the World Cup so far. Eighteen all, two teams that actually want to play rugby. Um, a Portugal team that has been made up. Um, especially from bringing play, bringing, bringing players through um, their um, their sevens, uh, which is what New Zealand used to do. Players like Lomu, Cullen, they all played sevens before going on to fifteens. Is this the way forward? Are, are Portugal showing the way forward for the uh, for the top tier teams as to how to how to how to um, bring their players through, Steve? 
Well, they're showing how they're going to do it. And that's all that really matters. <laughs> Who cares about anyone else? I mean, if Portugal keep developing like this, and oh, get me involved. I want to watch them every weekend. Uh, they're fun, man. They are so much fun to watch. And and again, like I said last week, they're still fearless in the way they play. What surprised me most about this game, though, was that Georgia turned up and, and fired the first punch saying, you want to play fun and exciting in your back line? Well, don't think that we can't do that too. And their first try was, was a brilliant little play down the right wing to score in a couple of minutes' time. And it's just like, okay, Georgia, um, rolling more? Where's that gone? You know, uh, they just pulled this big flash backline play out of nowhere and, and stunned uh, the start of the game. So, oh, really great performance. Uh, Portugal took a while to get in. I think that put them on the back foot a little bit. They built into the game. And as they did, they took control. And it was like an old-fashioned test match between, you know, two heavyweights of, of rugby, where it was like one side gets a bit of the ascendancy and the other side kind of claws it back and drags it back their way. Uh, it, was, it was a gripping watch and 100% the best game of the World Cup by far. Playing the game the right way. There was no negativity. Uh, they were throwing around. They were, they were giving it everything they had, positively going forward. Just everything you kind of want to see in a game. If I was going to show a new person the game of rugby, I'll, I'll give them this tape of this and say, Yo, go watch this. Uh, this is this is what you want the game to look like. This is how you want it to be played. Yes, there's mistakes. There's errors. Okay, there's going to be. Yes, they're not you know, players on a million dollars a season. You know, These guys are still you know, half of them are, are amateur even and trying to break through. They're not on the big deals. And wins that are on professional deals don't even play regularly enough. So to do this sort of level uh, at this sort of um, – at this sort of cauldron of atmosphere they're at as well. Some great, again, Portuguese support there uh, was just top class. A fantastic game. If you want, if you missed every game of the World Cup, but you want to watch one, watch this one. If you've not seen a full, watch this game. And two chances to win it after 80 minutes, and they both cooked it. Um, it's, it's just, <laughs> that's just, oh. It's just, it felt unfair that someone had to lose, right? But it also felt unfair that neither team won. Um, because I'm both so disappointed. And it's like, oh, well, we could have had at least half of them happy. Um, <laughs> but it was just, yeah, a, a draw kind of seemed fitting in the end. But what a fantastic team. Uh, confidence up. And they're so young. You know, uh, uh, they've got uh, Storty, the, the big man, uh, Martha on the wing as well. Um, and they the fly half, whose name I'm going to find out. Remember, Portella, uh, so young. In their low 20s. They're going to be around for a long time. They're fun, exciting. They're skilled. And they've got this experience, and, and that's going to be priceless for their careers. And LB, so this is the one game oh. we missed this round. So LB, watch it three times. Oh dear. Um, the reviewer says Portugal could beat Australia and Fiji. Now, look, don't get don't get too far ahead of yourself on this one. Um, I'm not sure that they're not sure about that. Remember, Australia um, did beat um, Georgia um, 35 15 uh, in the uh, opening round of the World Cup. So, look. Um, uh, and uh, so let's not so let's go too too far ahead of ourselves as to as to where they're at. Enjoy the rugby they're playing, absolutely. Mm. Um, but are they uh, are they tier one beat tier, tier one beaters or um, no, no? I don't think they are um, as um, as yet. Now I'd probably said the same about Japan um, a few a couple of World Cups ago as well. Um, so um, you never you never know. Um, but the thing is with the, this um, pool though, and what these teams can do is they don't need to win, but they can deny points and bonus points. Yes. So you beat Portugal, like Wales only beat them by 20 points. If they, if they just managed to deny that bonus point, although irrelevant now or a week later, but if they denied that, that could have had huge, huge repercussions for the later on part of the tournament. 
they could deny bonus points against Australia or Fiji. Um, that could, how close this is, especially for those two teams, have a massive, massive outcome for them. Or, you know, they only beat them by six points or 12, 15 points, you know. Uh, they need to go out there, especially the Wallabies, right? Um, they need to hope for a miracle. But even Fiji, to make sure of things, they need to go out, they need to beat these guys by 30, 40, 50 points. Um, and, and they'll know that. And that'll give them confidence to go out and know, you know, we can really be the banana skin. We're not going to get a quarterfinal, sure, but we can ruin your day. And that's as good as a win for us. <laughs> and... Um... The uh, and look and, and George should do the same with Fiji as well. I mean, look, let's uh, we'll see how. Yes. Um, so look, the, the, these two teams, are, as you say, are still relevant um, in this um, in, in this pool, even if they're not going to get out of it. Um, whereas Wales have um, have got themselves in, have already qualified out of the pool. Um, they will be extremely happy with their Rugby World Cup. And we'll talk about that more um, later. Um, quick question from Jeff though: um, Do the Super Rugby refs enforce enough of the laws? Both New Zealand and Oz players look baffled. Um, at what they're being penalised for. Maybe the refs are doing disservice in not refereeing them hard. Um, Look, I think all players from all nations are looking a bit baffled at the moment. Um, <laughs> I don't think this is, uh, a, a, this is, um, this is unique to them um, by uh, by any stretch. Look, rugby is just too hard to, re- to referee at the moment. Uh, the, 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 the laws are too complex. There's too many of them. Um, there's, there's, there's something going wrong. There's something to blow at every single breakdown. It's, it's an impossible game to referee. Um and, uh, and and that's where World Rugby needs to sort things out. It's to simplify the laws, put simply. Um, on um, on that one, um, Simon, so uh, do you think Australia will get rid of one of the super, five Super Rugby franchises? Look, that's a post Rugby World Cup post Rugby World Cup question, um, not for one um, right uh, right here um, and now. But well, that's that's been caused from the backlash on today's result. There's a lot of talk about that through the Australian media about that they should only have three teams. They don't have the quality. Um, yeah, I mean, personally, Simon, no. I mean, that that's dumb. That's dumb. Keep that's it five. Bring the Hawaiians back. Bring the Sun Wolves back. Uh, get get, get <laughs> the Sun Islands in. Uh, get the Americans in. Get everyone in. Everyone in Super Rugby. Just have a, a big global smorgasbord of rugby. It'd be fantastic. Go to go to America for a weekend and have a super round in Las Vegas. You know, that's what we need. No, because that's exactly what NRL's yeah. doing. Yeah. I oh, know. That, that was my idea first, though. They <laughs> they stole it off you. So um, Wales Australia then um, forty to six, uh, the biggest win for Wales over Australia ever. This is the largest loss for Australia at a um, rugby World Cup. Um, the uh, so when I was asked by John again, could Wales beat Australia? I said um, possibly. Um, I didn't. Uh, I didn't see this coming, uh, especially with losing um, Dan Bigger. Uh, to injury so early on as well, Steve. Um, Gareth Anscombe, uh, someone who uh, Jake uh, um, JK decided wasn't good enough to play for the Blues, went down to the Chiefs, won two, two, two uh, Super Rugby Championships, and has gone over to Wales to go Washington National. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, JK. Oh dear, Kerwin, you're not a, you're not you're not a, you're not a head coach. Sorry, um, but um, yeah, for a guy who's been out basically since the last Rugby World Cup with injury. Because uh, he injured himself just before the last World Cup, been out for been out of rugby for pretty much four years, comes back and puts in that kind of performance. Boy, oh boy, um, yeah, this I, I didn't see this coming from Wales. Not that scoreline, but it's weird, isn't it? No. When you, you you speak about um, Anscombe, and this is kind of the weekend of uh, rejected Blues and Chiefs Super Rugby players coming to the fore, isn't it? Gibson Park, Key, James Lowe. Um, now you, you've got Anscombe. Oh, James, I mean, hang on, James Lowe's a Chiefs player. 
yeah, so I said rejected Chiefs and Blues players. Oh, Chiefs and Blues. Okay, sorry. Yes, because yeah. Arkey, obviously, um, Gibson Park from the Blues. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, crazy, crazy game. I was a bit concerned when, when Bigger went off because at that point it was still a close sort of matchup. But I think the Wallabies, through their desperation of trying to keep in the game, there was one point I think was a bit of a turning point in this match when it was it was 10-6 and they had a penalty pretty much on the 22 just to the side of the sticks. Chose to go to the corner. No one jumped at the line out. They lost it. Uh, Jack Morgan picked up the back, smacked it from his own 22 into the Wallabies 22, 50-22. They had a line out. They are on the attack. Massive turnaround. Um, from going up, you could have hit the, post, uh, hit the kick, gone 10-9, back to halfway. You're better than a point. Two minutes later, though, down by 10 points, you know. I think that was a massive, massive turning point for that game. Uh, Jack Morgan had a fantastic match. His break at the start, where he cut that little um, line back on the inside. Great speed show from back, bro. He was bloodied and bruised. He had all sorts of sticks and, and all sorts up his nose to stop it bleeding, cuts and bruises. Um, yeah, just really good from Wales. Uh, Australia just offered very, very little. Uh, the magic medicine of Ben Donaldson at 10 was poison, it turns out. Um, there was no way through there. Uh, they just looked clueless, as in they had no direction in their attack. Um, you know, they'll throw to the experienced guys like Karebi, uh, who would just go to contact and recycle the ball. And then, okay, well, Karebi's not there for the next phase. Who do we throw it to now? Um, Callaway wasn't his, his usual pop-up in the right places on attack. In defense, he, was, he saved them a number of times. But overall, they just looked a bit lost and, and a bit clueless. And, and then their, their key players, I think... Feeling the pressure of the occasion, um, and you know, the experienced players aren't really that experienced, are they? Um, they've been around for a while, but they, they're piling on all that pressure to themselves. Um, all the talk and the rumors going around about their fantastic coach, right? And that's just all compounded now to a must win game, high pressure, big crowd against you as well. Felt like they might as well have been playing in Wales. Um, and it's just kind of all felt falling apart. And, and Wales took control, the more pressure they put on. The worst it got for the Wallabies. And I, I kind of like the fact that Wales just kept kicking. So instead of going for the tries and the bonus point, which they didn't get, they just kept kicking. And they just kept going threes. Three more. And the lead just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. And it's what they, they did uh, against BG is, as well. What, what they did was they realized this was a pressure game. And yeah, so you applied yeah. scoreboard pressure. You get ahead. You just keep inching yourself ahead. That means you can give away as many penalties as you feel like once you're like nine points ahead, because the opposition can't kick threes. They're going to have to go for sevens. Um, yes. And uh, in this one, what uh, Anscombe kicked six uh, penalties and a drop goal um, in, in this one. Plus, uh, so yeah, if this wasn't a a, uh, a game built on, on on tries and and flashy rugby, um, but no, so this, this, this was Wales doing, understanding what the game was with Australia not understanding what the game was. This was a pressure game uh, that you keep applying pressure um, when you get the ability to release. Normally being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra and United healthcare makes it easy with health protector guard, fixed indemnity insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company. They supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra visit uh1.com to find the health protector guard plan for you. 
Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM pressure with those if you can yeah just kick it long play in the right part of the pitch if they give you a penalty knock over the three and just keep racking that score up um and uh yeah well um so with a 40 point win you're like oh what's that six seven tries no it's just three tries and a lot of penalties um <laughs> which um uh yeah wales very clever and for a team that coming into this rugby world cup we were like oh will they make it out of their pool to have made it out of the pool and qualified with a game to spare, boy, oh boy. Um, look, I mean, look what they were like against South Africa in their last game ahead of this. Um, everyone's like, my God, this Warren Gatlin guy is not very good. <laughs> Bang. <laughs> when it comes to the actual games that matter, suddenly he's a miracle worker um, and, has, uh, and has, 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 has managed this team. Um, look, there's been luck involved as well. Look, it's, look it's not all, he's not just some master chess player. Um, but he has he's, he's got the work done. He's got them in the right positions. So when the lock do, when when the luck does happen, they're there to take advantage of it. Whereas um, whereas Eddie Jones picking a player in his squad who had never played international rugby before, and then gets injured in training and he has to be replaced. I'm sorry, but how can you how can you have someone who has never played international rugby before be coming into this tournament injured, and you think he's a must he's a must pick for the squad? Yeah, some real, real weird um, uh, selections from Eddie Jones. Um, and uh, whilst Warren Gatlin did get, get rid of, um, or they retired from internet, from international rugby in in, um, uh, in Justin Tipperick and um, Alwyn Jones, clearly he told them um, that, he, that they weren't part of the plans. Uh, he hasn't gone, he still has got experienced players there in the right places, mm-hmm. whereas... Um, Whereas the experience that uh, um, that Eddie Jones has, has cut has meant he's got no experience left. I mean, you, you, you Michael Hoopers, um, your um, Quade Coopers of this world, um, who are the only players in those positions with any experience. Whereas your Tipperick's, your um, Alwyn Jones, there are other players with some experience there you can actually replace. Um, so, you, so yeah, it's um, it's 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 it's, it's a real. Because they faced each other, because it was this kind of game, uh, it's one of those ones where you, the t- two two coaches um, replaced at the same sort of time. Uh, it just yeah, it shows you what could have been maybe for Australia if Eddie Jones had taken a slightly different route. And uh, after the game, too, it was interesting to see the uh, comments from uh, a guy that's quite forgotten in the name of Bernard Foley, um, who was playing for Australia A two weeks before uh, the World Cup started. Just another man in that number 10 jumper that you're like, well... Yeah, probably he should have been in the mix as well. A good experience, a very collected character out in the field as well. But if you want to see putting the boots in, um, although a very composed pre-match and a very composed half-time from Sonny Bill Williams that was waiting to see how this match went off. And um, he went off after the game. So um, if you haven't seen that, uh, go check out Sonny Bill Williams, who magically disappeared um, post-match after making some comments about the Wallabies and the leadership from their coach. Um, after the match up and then after cutting back to the studio, Sonny Bill was nowhere to be found. 
for the rest of that night. So uh, what's that story? Interesting. But I mean, he wasn't wrong. And um, I mean, for a guy like Sonny Bill, you know, he doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the position. He doesn't need any of that, you know. And he's come out and he said what he thought. And um, I say good on him. He, he's he's unleashed. And the rest of them who are all, you know, old old boys for the, for the uh, Rugby Australia, they didn't like it, man. Yeah, their faces squished up like squash pies. They were very, very upset with what Sonny Bill said. And, um, yeah, so see if uh, Sonny Bill's commentating next time um, the Wallabies are in action because <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me if he's not. Um. Yeah, and I was a bit surprised. See, I, I thought Sonny Williams was was uh, was an All Black because uh, there he is in half time going wear this, wear that, as though he's a, as though he's a Wallaby player, which I thought was, was kind of too <laughs> plain. It's like, okay, you're, you're Australian, are we? Okay, that's, that's okay. I, I see that. So that's, uh, that's did you hear him at, um, at the start of the match? He uh, called himself. Um, oh, what do you call it? Aussie Bill Williams. He called himself. Aussie Bill. And, I was, <laughs> and I was like, oh, Sonny, give it up. But then he redeemed himself at the end where he actually showed a lot of passion. Uh, sure, it's not his country in that, but you, you can see... Oh, no, no, look, I'm saying, look, no, he clearly, as you say, no, it, it was, it, it is his team. It is his country. He is sporting them. Oh, yeah. he's, he's, he's not doing that for TV, no. But um, I, I give him stick. I give him stick because he gets players' yeah. names right. He puts them in the wrong positions. He talks a lot of wobble. And he, he is kind of the guy that you kind of have a laugh at. But he knows the inner workings more than any of those other guys there. Um, he's seen it on so many more occasions. Okay, Michael Hooper might put him up with a bit of competition for that sort of thing, but he knows. And I think it's it struck a bit of a chord um, for him. And and uh, I, what he said there uh, rung true more than I'd believe from any media outlet um, sitting in a little you know room up the top, just watching this from afar. Sonny Bill knows what's going on there, and um, I thought his words were, were pretty pretty telling. Um. Uh, something here is Australia's doing a long game for 2027. Be interested to see how any Jones stays in this contract. I'm sorry, but no, uh, there's 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 ways of doing long games. Um, this doing this in the uh, in such a big shop window when you're trying to host and trying to grow your game at home. This is not how how you go about, about go about blooding players. Um, this is there'll be a lot of these players will be, will be damaged psychologically from this um, and being part of this. Uh, unfortunately, LB um, Hooper defended Eddie, um, Eddie Jones, though, so it might not be uh, be him. That's the problem. Look, he most definitely is not the whole problem by a long shot. Right, <laughs> the whole of, the whole of the Australian structure is a problem. We know that. Uh, we know that, uh, that that financially they've got a problem. Uh, that the pathways for their players are a problem. Um, that there isn't an MPC. I mean, what do their non-internationals do? Where what are the non-internationals doing now? They play Super Rugby for five months of the year and then take seven months off, or play club rugby, uh, which is a massive step down. So look, there's a, there's a whole bunch of problems with the, with the Australian system. Don't get me wrong, um, but um, uh, so yes, yeah, so it's not all Eddie Jones's fault um, by any um, stretch um, of um, of the imagination. What's happened to um, the NRC? Well, that well, that lasted about three seasons. Then got it's then been, basically it's shut. Ah. It cost too much. Hasn't hasn't has been for a couple, hasn't been there for a few years. Um, That's how much I follow Australian domestic rugby, right? <laughs> the, um, well, basically, basically collapsed. Um, well, obviously, one of your COVID casualties, right? Never got never got started back uh, up again. Ah, true, of course. Hey, just on what um, he's said about Sonny Bill Williams, right? It's brave, and and I believe what he says because he doesn't give a crap. 
He doesn't give a crap about the Aussie rugby bosses. He doesn't need to. He doesn't need the job. He doesn't need the money. He doesn't need the exposure. It's Sonny Bill Williams. He does what he wants. He's an enigma, right? He's, he's not like the brown noses that sit there in that studio that just say what Rugby Australia wants to be said. And I mean, the same is in every union, right? The media guys mostly just say what they want to say or the direction that wants to be led from the union. So that's what I like about what Sonny Bill said because we might not see him there again. But um, And that just shows more that he's actually you know, speaking on his own tongue. Okay, I, I didn't say it's going to know what he, what he, what he said. Um, Watch uh, it. And, and, sorry? <laughs> Watch it, it's quite entertaining. I, I will do, but I mean, at times I've thought, look, he doesn't know his job and he's being too matey. He's being, look, he's, he's, mm. he's having a chat with his mate rather than actually giving us a post-match interview and presentation and stuff. And so, but um, but yeah, as you say, he's, he's not in it for the, uh, for the he's, yeah, he, he enjoys doing it. Clearly, the money's, and not, he's not going to say no, he's not going to be doing it for free. But yes. um, but he has other ways of uh, other incomes um, as um, as well. So where does that leave things? Well, um, that uh, that leaves things with um, whilst it looks like Fiji and uh, Australia are in a similar situation, Fiji got two games to come against Georgia and Portugal. They're easier games. Australia just the one. Um, now I know that someone higher up uh, has said that uh, Portugal or Georgia could beat Fiji. They could, but it's really that that. Um, Look, I think the gap is too big, um, and Fiji should be seeing themselves in the quarterfinals. Um, Australia are lucky that Georgia are not um, the team they were um, at the England Rugby World Cup, um, sort of two Rugby World Cups ago, because they uh, and that's allowed them to come third in this pool and not end up lower than that. In all honesty, um, they could have ended up below Georgia, and that boy, oh boy, that would have been. Um, a big, a big, big problem um, for, for for Australia not qualifying for the next Rugby World Cup um, automatically. Now, clearly, they would qualify through the qualification process, but it's something that they shouldn't they shouldn't be Their doing. Hosts too. Um, sorry, their hosts oh, as well. Oh yeah, sorry. They're, they're actually they're getting automatically through hosts. That's right. Yes. Um, they would be the first. They would be the first hosts to not automatically qualify for Rugby World Cup because even Japan did. Um, so uh, this, yeah, this is the first time Australia have well, uh, look, counting chickens here. Australia still can qualify if Fiji mm-hmm. slip, slip up, um, but um, this will be this could be this probably will be the first time Australia don't make it to the quarterfinals of a rugby World Cup, and this is really really bad for New Zealand rugby folks. All right, New Zealand rugby now, as we don't play South Africa, we don't uh, with our domestic competition, we don't play Japan, we don't play Argentina, we just play Australia um, and Fiji. We need Australia to be strong. Um, for New Zealand rugby to be strong in the um, longer term. Um, finally, then into um, Pool D, um, where um, England. Uh, sorry, I make sure I get the games in the right order, really, um, for for this one. Um, so first up, we have Argentina versus Samoa. Um, now, I thought this was a, a, a an opportunity for Samoa um, to um, to upset the apple, apple cart. And turn over Argentina because um, I thought that uh, Argentina stewing for two weeks on that loss um, would be uh, could be a problem for them. But no, um, Michael Checker um, has uh, done the biz. A perfect day um, at the office uh, as far as set piece went. Um, and when you get that kind of platform um, and the opposition misses thirty five tackles, um, you should be winning by more than nine points. Put bluntly, <laughs> actually. Um, this is not a, a Wales will be looking at this game and going, wow, 
we're into the semis. This is fantastic. <laughs> People were talking about us getting knocked out in the, <laughs> the, of the not making out out of the group. We could we we could be coming third in the Rugby World Cup. My God. Um, I don't think there's anything here that would, would scare either Fiji or Wales come quarterfinal time. Boy, man, I tell you, Argentina, are the, oh, they're the disappointing child of world rugby right now, aren't they? Goodness gracious me. Everything they do, such promise, such hope, right, going into the World Cup of what they could achieve. You know, they, they beat the Wallabies in Australia, which doesn't seem like much of an achievement now. But, you know, at the time, that was a pretty good effort. Um, but, yeah, both sides were pretty average. They really were pretty average. Argentina had the better of the game, but they just spilled so much ball. It did rain for most of the first half, um, which I guess you know affects the handling um, of the matchup, but still so yeah, wasteful. They were, so 13, they were leading 13 3 at half time, and they lost the second half. That's what I mean. It was disappointing all around, everywhere you look at it. It was just average and poor. And, you know, you go from a high of watching Portugal and Argentina. I mean, <laughs> Portugal and um, Georgia was such high quality skill and exciting play. And you go to this, and it's like it was just it was near on unwatchable. Argentina are in, in a bad spot. I thought after two weeks stewing over that England result, with red card early, fourteen men for the rest of the game, what a position to be in. Makes it easier, right, to top off uh, to knock off that top team, and they just put in a dire display. They've done it again two weeks later. And, okay, they got the win. Good enough. Emiliano Buffelli had a good game, and he he kicked decently. He scored an opportunistic sort of try, good little cutback play, and reached his way over. But aside from that, um, Sanchez come back. Um, I'm looking for positives. Um, that's about it. Malolo's a fantastic hooker for Samoa, but, gee, there's not much positives to come out of this for either side. No. Um, and uh, so, yeah, so... We'll um, yeah we'll, we'll we'll move on because we're running late. Um, but yeah, not um, um, Argentina's wins are hardly ever big scores. Yeah, maybe so, but they're also. Uh, but look, it's, there's there's more to it than just not being a big score um, in in this one really. Uh, but they 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 should have. I mean, that if you've got yourself ten points up, thirteen ten at half time, um, to um, to have it uh, uh, sixteen ten with um, it in the balance. This was only won by a penalty at the death. That stopped um, Samoa getting that losing bonus point, um, which is why they took it. Uh, look, this was yeah, it was not good for them. Um, and a very early yellow card for Paiawa as well, off the kickoff, literally. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> um, well, if that wasn't Still's even more than it. yeah, got lucky there, um, taking a player out not by anyway. Moving on, um, England versus Chile, seventy-one nil. Oh boy, boy, world beaters this England team. Um, <sighs> 20 minutes to score a point for mm. crying out loud. You've won by this to a quarter of the game that Chile didn't allow England to score. And the, the main thing from this game I found was that um, could um, could uh, Henry Arundel become top try scorer of the of the tournament from one game? He's top try scorer currently with five. Um, so, um, yes, that was... Uh, but look, again, uh, look, it, it's uh, Borthwick's Got what he needed. Three wins out of three games. More than happy with that. Um, are the performance world beating? No. Are either of these teams going to particularly? Um, are, are England going to be particularly worrying for Wales or or or, um, or Fiji? No, they're both going to think they've got a good chance. Um, now uh, they're not. I don't, I don't think they're going to see England as the pushover or as the kind of easy win 
um, that uh, your Samoa, Argentina, or Japan might be. Um, but even so, um, uh, I think uh, uh, yeah, England, it's uh, they, they, won't, they won't be particularly scared of this. Um, England could make it out the quarterfinals, but it's uh, oh, it's, it's 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 a flip of a coin at best um, against a. Uh, who will it be out of um, again? Yeah, against the Fiji. Boy, oh boy, uh, that's not looking good. Um, what was most surprising about this game is, is uh, like, Arundale should be suspended, you know, internally suspended, because clearly it's against the England game plan for a back to run with ball in hand and not just kick it. I mean, it's clear that's why Elliot Daly's consistently on the wing, because if it does venture <laughs> out that far, like, of all shocks, he just kicks it away. And it's, whoa, catastrophe averted. So I don't know who, who let him loose on that, but boy, oh boy, I'm sure there'll be some trouble when he gets back in camp um internal you'll be sent home back on the train lad where you go back back to england um go back to training um so yeah so england um uh go uh, 14 points there i mean same as wales but they've not actually helped them at, uh, but because of the way that things have gone in wales they've or the way that their pool has gone wales have automatically qualified england haven't automatically qualified yet but hey um with just one game to go uh they they, they should make it out of um, make it out of the group um, for, um, for 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 this one, um, and then between Samoa, Japan, and Argentina, boy oh boy, um, it's uh, it's looking very close there. Um, except Japan, and uh, look, they've got some, they've got Samoa and Argentina to come. They got the hardest two games um, out of that. Uh, Samoa um, still have um, uh, got to play Japan and then England. Argentina um, will get that uh, comfortable win over um, Chile. And then they've got Japan, who they should win. So Argentina still should progress from this group, um, but um, but yeah, it's all to play for amongst those three teams. Um, and um, boy, oh boy, I'm sorry, I, I'm breathing a massive sigh of relief as an England fan because coming into this tournament, I was um, yeah not very comfortable at all. Um, but uh, this pool has 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 nicely worked out for us um, there, and uh, yeah, we will get out. Of the, we will get out of the pool. Um, with just that, so uh, just the game against Samoa to come, um, but um, boy oh boy, uh, yeah, not the most inspiring of pools. Um, let's be blunt um, about this. It's, it's crazy, isn't it? How the, uh, the Argentina could finish fourth. It's entirely possible, and then yep. you'll have your wish, won't you? Uh oh, how do they qualify? Uh oh, they're in trouble. Um, I mean, all three of those sides that are gunning for it uh, have been really average. And the sad part about it is Japan have looked probably the least of average as to what we expected. They're kind of as we expected, if, if that makes sense. Whereas Samoa, I think we kind of expected more. Argentina, we expected, well, I certainly expected 300% more than what they're playing. Like Japan's kind of middling. It's like, okay, they're, they're doing kind of, you know, they, they showed up a little bit against England. Um, they did bits and pieces. They're not horrible, but not fantastic. Uh, but Samoa, yeah, again, Matai Tonga, the names are there. Um, a little bit more gel, but they're, they're not firing at all. And Argentina, we just don't, we won't even go down that road. Um, it wouldn't surprise me who's who's going to go. I mean, throw a dart at any three of those teams. Um, yeah, oh, <laughs> no bonus those, point either for Argentina. Order. Absolutely, any order at all. England should yeah. top the group, Chile should will, will oh, come last, and the I'm other not three, including them. Yeah, uh, it's guesswork. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, Chile could be a surprise again. Chile denying bonus points, uh, that's their job. And I think yep. they're not a bad team. They're, they're a fun enough team. Again, they're a bit like the Georgia and the, the Portugal teams of earlier. Um, they can 
I mean, and the way Argentina have played, um, I wouldn't put it past them. You know, they they played pretty well against England for that 20 first 20 and last 20, you know. So, um, yeah, if they can put together a decent performance, um, they will trouble Argentina as much as it fears me to say that. Um, all those just point sides have appalling handling. Um, we can't build any pattern. Well, yes, handling, if you can't hold on to the ball, it's going to be a problem, isn't it? Um, with that one, LB says, I need to talk about uh, Chilean coach went off at World Rugby. Oh, I'm not, oh, I'm not yeah. sir. I didn't, I didn't hear this one. Uh, please enlighten me, Steve. Oh, I just saw patches of it. Um, pretty much an article about it, just going off about the opportunities and stuff for, for World Rugby. But um, I didn't see the whole thing. But he did go off, um, tried to make a bit of a statement, but they won't care. They're not going to listen to him. <laughs> He's probably no, gone to the biggest world stage he could, um, with the biggest platform. He's probably waited and planned this moment. Um, but yeah, good luck to him, that's what I say. But um, yeah, I didn't hear the whole thing. But yeah, he did. He did but make a totally great. He's right. Yeah, they don't oh, get the yeah. opportunity to Totally. Yep. Um, the um, so let's look forward quickly to um, actually now before we do that. So three three head coaches um, I think uh, sort of changed. When did Checker join Argentina? Um, I'm trying to think when, it, when that was maybe he had a bit longer, um, it feels like, but um, we had a coaching um merry go round, um, ahead of this one, Steve Borthwick to England, um, with uh, replacing Eddie Jones. Look, heading into this tournament wasn't particularly good, but boy oh boy, uh, I think they'll be happy with the results, if not the uh, performances, um, that, that he's there and I think he's, he's comfortable for his five year contract. Um, they'll be happy, um, with um. Uh, with, with 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 that one, um, uh, you look at um, Warren Gatlin brought in to replace um, Pivac, uh, running into the World Cup. Uh, really unsure as to what he what he was trying to what he was trying to achieve, but look now he's got here. Um, three wins, be very happy with that. Now he hasn't inked another four years, um, but I think they'll be offering it to him pretty damn quick, uh, having seen, seen the turnaround there. Because uh, yeah, I say getting into that quarterfinals. And potentially into a, th a, sec a third, fourth playoff. That was not what we were expecting um, a, a month ago. <laughs> let's, let, let's be blunt. Um, and you've got Eddie Jones in Australia. Boy, oh boy. Um, the other two have come in and delivered, you've got to say, with those with results at least. But he hasn't. Um, and it's been a disaster um, for Australia. He's taken a different approach. Um, if you can, uh, in that, uh, as you say, he's said, right, I'm rising off this very World Cup. I'm going for the whole smash and grab thing that he was talking about. Clearly went out the window pretty quickly. And he was he was considering 2027. Borthwick and um uh and Gatland, look, they've got players in there like Farrell, like Bigger, who will like Anscombe, who will not be around next World Cup. They've <laughs> they've gone for we've got to try and do what we can here and we'll start rebuilding in January, right? They're not start or or or, or whenever. Um it is. And I think that was the right approach. Eddie Jones has started rebuilding already. And you're like, bloody hell, mate. No. <laughs> and the rumors are that Eddie Jones has been interviewing for the Japan head coach, Japan head coach role as well. So joy, boy, oh boy. Any, any kind of, any thoughts you want to have about that sort of merry-go-round? I've got sort of a quick, uh, a kind of quick summary of. Um, Simon is right. Uh, Chica did join last year, March 2022. He's, he joined up oh, with okay. uh, Argentina. Um, but yeah, I mean, the other two have done what, a sensible person would do right they've just kind of continued on as best they could put their own style onto the team made a couple of adjustments sort of personnel wise but uh the way Eddie's got about things is it, it, it's not like he's kind of come in and made wholesale changes and stuck with them either 
He's come and he's no. made wholesale changes, and then he's made more wholesale changes. Then he stitched those and made more. So, you know, if we looked uh, at the start of the rugby championship and then the start of the World Cup, although difference of only a couple of months, two, three months, a bit drastically different squads, right? The build-up and the way that that team is made up is just incredibly bizarre. Um, but, well, yeah. Like, Quade Cooper was in every single match day 23 yep. before the World before the Cup. Rugby championship, yep. And, uh, but and also the Bledisloe company up, up until mm-hmm. and then didn't go. Like, what the? What a waste of a position on. Uh, look, whether you take Quade Cooper or not, I don't. I, I, I'm, not, I'm not. I'm not saying he has to go, but you have to have somebody. If you're going to pick somebody and use the jersey, then you, you keep picking them. <laughs> um, but yeah. Ben Donaldson was his guy. Have him through all that. Yeah. That game time. Yeah. Have him all the way through. Whoever your guy is. That, that have him through and get him an experience. There's, there was no benefit to having Quay Cooper there at all. He's learned the game style. He's learned how they play. For what? <laughs> just, just to get shipped off. Um, and it, it is crazy. But do tune into his um, post-match uh, interview after the match this morning um, about his questions on Japan. He got asked a number of times um, about whether he attended that meeting. And he said, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. Um, and then he said that three times. And then he got asked if he's committed to staying with the Wallabies uh, for the until the 2027 World Cup when his contract runs out. And he said, um, I'm the coach of the Wallabies, mate. Uh, and he said that three times when pressed three times about his situation. Um, and then the uh, media asked um, uh, the hooker Poreki uh, what his thoughts were about Eddie Jones, you know, allegedly talking to about this job, you know, and how it's affected the team. Uh, Pariki answered it and said, oh, you know, no one really knows about it. We, we just tried. Yeah, he did the PR answer, right? And then yep. Jones comes out and goes, oh, I find this very condescending, this line of, of talking, and I'd appreciate it if it's no more talks about it or else or else I'm out, mate. I'm gone. It's like, you keep that up. You know, I'm, I'm gone. It's up to you. It's up to you. What's your next question? And uh, that, that killed it flat. But, I mean, geez, he, did, he didn't answer it. He didn't deny it. He didn't admit to it. Um, but it, it certainly doesn't look good, right? Look, yeah, I, yeah, the easy one would have been, no, I didn't turn up to, I didn't go to the meeting. If you didn't go, just say that. If you, if you, if you, <laughs> the, um, I don't know what you're talking about, mate. It's just, yeah, it's yeah, trying to, it's trying to avoid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very cool. So, by not saying um, no, you're saying yes, effectively. <laughs> <laughs> so, look, at that. let's quickly look forward then to next weekend. Um, I, I, not the, um, I'll be honest, I, I don't see it as being the most enthralling round of games. Um, but you'll probably tell me off for that. Um, but um, Uruguay, Namibia. Um, look, Namibia's shown me nothing to suggest that um, that that's that, that that's me anything other than a comfortable Uruguay win. Um, to be honest with you, um, your thoughts, Ed? Yep. Um, oh, it should be the best game, best chance for Namibia, right? They'll they'll go out and oh, of course. obviously throw their kitchen sink at this one. Uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see Uruguay as the you know, uh, favoured team. You know, they, they come into all their matches as the underdog, uh, as the the, the put-down team. You know, they don't, they're not going to win. They're going to get smashed. Um, they surprised everyone. But now they're kind of, okay, they've played well. They've got expectation. How do they hmm. respond to that? They've got to come out. And people are expecting they should win this game by, you know, 20, 30 points comfortably. Um, can they, yep. you know, totally. deal with that expectation? Um, game of the round, Japan versus Samoa. Mm-hmm. Um, that's uh, that, that's an important one. Um, and that should be a cracker. Um there uh look let's just hope both teams can hold on to the ball um the um, actually, actually played their rugby because these two 
if they get going, it'll be a cracker. Yeah, I don't know how much of a cracker it will be, though, because they've both been pretty average in the build-up, right? No, um, so hopefully, I mean, if they do, yeah, it could be an exciting game. Um, I, I, I kind of, yeah, I feel like Japan sort this stuff. I think Japan's got less to sort out than Samoa in, in a weird sort of way. I think Japan are closer to playing at a better level than Samoa, if that makes any sort of sense. That'd be interesting. Um, New Zealand will be Italy. It's going Fashion. to be a comfortable win, folks. Look, it's, yeah. Um, Full strength, um, though. Sorry? Neil, I expect the All Blacks to go all out here. Top 15. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Do, do, do not risk anything for mm -hmm. this game. Also, it means your players, you, you get your first team out, you give them a run around, you rest a few players against Uruguay, and then you yep. go back into the you go back into the full team for the quarterfinals. Uh, keep those guys match fit. People were saying, look, why was DuPont playing that game? Because he can't play a game, take four weeks off and play again for the quarterfinals. He's got to get game yeah. time. Um, so yes, it's going to be a full full full, full blown side um against Italy. Um Argentina, Argentina, Chile. Look, Argentina should win that one comfortably. The question is, can they actually get the mojo and uh and win it properly comfortably? Um, or will they just or will they squeak that be at bonus point? Basically, see the bubble um, their way around. Hopefully, they turn up. Hopefully, they get a wake up call. Right? They need this to. Oh, oh they're just going to bobble their way to nothing. The um, yeah, um, Fiji will beat Georgia. Uh, mm. I'm not seeing enough out of Georgia to uh, to to trouble Fiji. Um, and uh, that'll be another nail in the um, Wallabies coffin. Mm -hmm. Um, Scotland will uh, get a big win over Romania. I'm not seeing anything out of Romania. Um, suggest anything otherwise. Um. What are they currently? Um, mine, uh, yeah, I say that minus 150 points, yeah, 158 points in two games. This is going to be another 70 pointer. Um, Australia playing Portugal, kind of interesting just to see how they bounce back, how they cope with the massive amounts of negativity that's going on at the moment, knowing that they are the worst um, Wallabies team, um, to ever go to a World Cup. Um, the uh, Portugal with absolutely nothing to lose will just throw you say throw the kitchen sink at it throw the ball around have fun see how far they can go but look Australia should win that one comfortably um, and then South Africa should um, continue their progression to the quarterfinals by beating Tonga um, who again have not shown us anything to suggest they're going to trouble a team um, like South Africa at all so the only game of the round that I see uh, being close. Uh, or being questionable as to what the result's going to be, is that Samoa-Japan game. All the rest, I think we can see, have got, have got massive favourites um, in this round. So not much jeopardy in this one, um, folks, uh, from, from from my point of view. Um, but um, tell me why people should be getting excited for this round of, round of rugby. I, uh, yeah, you're right. Japan-Samoa is the one to watch, right? That, that's the game that's going to have the bearings on it. But, I mean... The good thing about the pool stage is you're seeing the teams, like I say every week, that you don't see every week yourself. I'm excited to see Uruguay and Namibia. Like I said, at the build-up uh, yeah, just before that's, that's that game, one fun, but, I'm excited yeah. about that one. I, I want to see the All Blacks against Italy because Italy's a, a decent quality side now. I think the back row of the Italians will give the All Blacks a bit of trouble, even if they play their best team. I think they've got very good players in that back row that are strong and powerful carriers. I think they could certainly um, cause some troubles there and, and force the All Blacks into playing um, a different sort of style of game. Uh, Argentina scares me because it doesn't matter who they're against. I just, I, I'm just concerned about how they're playing. I'm really concerned, and I, I think Chile, not to be taken lightly, like most minnows in this World Cup, 
you know, 20, 30, 40 minutes in this game, Argentina could be sitting on, you know, a, a 10 9 lead. You know, it could be very, very close, though, scoring. Uh, Fiji, I think the size of the Fijians will certainly outweigh the Georgians in the backs. I think that's where Georgia will struggle. I think that's where Portugal will struggle against the Fijians in the next week. Not not the style, not the speed, um, not the agility, but the power. The power of their play and the power of their carries is where it's going to struggle for them. Romania, I'm sorry, um, but um, try to keep it under three figures. Uh, I'm excited for <laughs> Portugal. Uh, give the Wallabies heaps. That's what I want to see. Again, like you said, throw the kitchen sink. Everything will be dished out. Um, Portugal will leave nothing to chance. Um, and again, they're, they're here to win. You know, what was amazing about their game against Georgia is that they were there to win. Um, even though they were written off, uh, they were there to win. They harbored hopes for that third place. And that, again, Eddie Jones is a bit of a clown right now. But in his after-match interview, he said two things that I thought rang very true. You don't get experience if you don't play in matches. So, yes, young players have to play in matches to get experience. Um, and the other thing um, was that you don't go to a World Cup. They're giving him nuts for going and saying we're going to win the World Cup. Why do you show up to a World Cup if you don't harbor ambitions to win? He's like, why do we go? And, I mean, I agree 100%. Why does, why does Portugal turn up? They want to win. They want to qualify. They've got goals. They're not just there. Because, yeah, we made the World Cup. Um, so I agree with those points you made. And for Portugal, um, yeah, they, they've got they had those ambitions to automatically qualify for the next World Cup. And um, Tonga, uh, yeah, try to learn teammates' names. Um, continue to try and learn teammates' name. And um, let's see Big Ben get another try with us. six South Africans hanging off him. Uh, will be fun. But yeah, Tonga, Tonga, Tonga could be exciting. Um, but yeah, just those link-ups. Um, yeah, we need we need people running with Piatel. Uh, we need people defending with Fikatoa, not just them doing a lot of work by themselves and you know kind of breaking up the connection, which kills everything for them. So I think the box will win that one comfortably as well. Uh, Pollard to play is the call as well. Bench starting, um, but apparently uh, decisions being made. He will be in the mix for that match in the twenty three somewhere. Twelve. He has to, look. He has to play against Tonga um, mm-hmm. somewhere because to get some game time ahead of the in case he's needed for the quarterfinal. Lepot goes down in this one with a with with a concussion or whatever, and is out for the quarterfinals. Then Pollard's got to have had some rugby. You can't just. He didn't leave play him. for Leicester last week. Yeah, Off okay. So he's played a little bit. He's played a little bit of rugby with a bunch of guys who he's not playing with here, but but an entire yes. different crowd. <laughs> um, Match fitness. So, um, so he need, yeah, he needs, he needs fitness, and he also needs just the familiarity before taking a week off before the quarterfinals. Um, so yeah, definitely needed that one. Um, the um, um, Razzie, let's slip that he'll play. Look, I mean, I, it, it didn't take a it doesn't take a genius to know he's going to play. <laughs> okay, I mean, one of the things I said, look, I've got a lot of problems with Razzie and uh, Neymar, <laughs> Neymar, but look, they are very good coaches. Don't get me wrong. Um, um, but um, uh, but the one of the things I do like that they do is they put their squad out. On a Tuesday, like oh, ages good. before the game, so we can all actually see what it is. We can make, a, we can do build up around it. We can actually create media. We can actually create a buzz. Um, and they're like, "This is what we're going to do. See if you can counter it." None of this kind of like, "Oh, I'm not going to tell you to the last minute, so you can't change do, do your strategies." Oh, for crying out loud! You're in the entertainment business. Entertain us. Give us the squad. Let us create media. Let, let us talk about the team. Let us create stuff on social media that actually. That builds that builds the, the hype for the game. Don't keep it secret until the last second. So on that point, Razzie's got it totally right. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, love that bit. Did you uh, see there uh, the the energy drink ad for the uh, South African team that was made last week? 
No, I didn't oh, you that. need to check that out. Oh, I'll check that out. It's, it's, it's when they're kids and um, he's in there taking the tests and uh, Rassie's outside the classroom with the traffic lights giving him the answers to his test. <laughs> oh, um, yes. yes. No, I have seen that one yet. Saw that, and then he gets busted <laughs> and they're like, yeah. oh, hold on to those. We might need them. Yeah. 2023. <laughs> yeah. The classy ad. Love it. <laughs> boy, oh boy. Yeah, I mean, why bother having captains nowadays? Just have the, just have the head coach <laughs> captain from the sideline. And just just ask, yeah, just ask, so, so, get the referee on a, on, a, on a radio to the uh, to the head coach. Do you want to kick or not want to kick? What, what do you want to discuss? Here? What, what should I be looking at? Um, just just do away with captains. Who needs them? Yeah. Um, anyway, thank you. It's been fun as always, Steve. Thank you everyone who joins in live chat. Great to be chatting. Um, we'll be back next Monday at eight pm to uh, talk about some um, the um, as uh, the some of the May round of uh, rugby, as Alex uh, put it in the live chat. Um, but so to look look forward to the final round of games, which is um, it's got a couple of uh, cracking ones in there that will be uh, that, that could be important, um, particularly uh, Ireland, uh, Scotland. Well, that will be important um, as to uh, as to where the um, as to what happens in the uh, quarterfinals. But um, and France to throw the you. game against Italy to knock out the All Blacks. Ooh, that would be. That would be amazing if they did that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> well, we have to look at the um, the points situation at the time and see whether they could uh, whether that could could be on. Anyway, do they do they have to lose lose with a bonus point? The other one's the other one. Um, uh, anyway, thank you everybody. Stay safe. Enjoy the rest of this weekend. And uh, thanks, Steve.